Hello and welcome to the woodshed. That's right. Welcome to the woodshed. It's a podcast. Tell people about it. Send it to people. Write a review. Share it to your mom. Share it to your friends. Share it to your mom's friends. Whatever you got to do. Get the word out. I'm real excited. Hold on. I'm going to adjust the microphone. Live. That was live. (laughs) Only the top quality here at Welcome to the Woodshed Podcast. Your captain says hello. I don't know why I just went there. I have no idea. Anyway, today's episode is really exciting to me. Um, I'm going to be talking to a Missouri guy. So if you know me, that makes me happy. I'm a Missouri guy too. So really excited to talk to a recording artist out of Missouri by the name of Riley Downing. He's done some really cool stuff. So we're going to learn more about him today on the podcast. Um, do want to thank the sponsors. Pretty cool stuff. Um, I've got Outsider Coffee. They give me the beans, man. They give me the beans, and I give some out, and I drink some, and it's real good coffee. So they got, like, the two locations, you know, here in Southern Oregon, one in Medford, one in Center Point, my town, and um, it's good. So if you're thirsting for a little brew, a little java, go get some. Get some at Outsider. Give them a try. Tell them I said hi. I did not mean to rhyme that. Anyway, Outsider Coffee, um, you can get them here in Oregon or online, anywhere in the world, at Outsider.Coffee. Do it there. Um, Also, Rogue Valley DJs, if you're looking for a DJ for a shindig, you might might be able to find one with Rogue Valley DJs. Just uh, do an email to Gary at Rogue Valley DJs, and he'll get you set up like a tow truck. Also, Moxley Media, thank you so much to Moxley Media for um, making the shirts. Yeah, so if you want to get a shirt, like you want to get a Welcome to the Woodshed t-shirt, or you want to buy one of my most Pallone t-shirts, well, you just follow the show notes in the podcast app that you're listening to. Just click on the the links, y'all. Also, I'm asking you again to uh, go ahead and click on the links of the artists that I have on. That's that's how you get them paid, see? Excuse me, also live. Anyway, uh... Yeah, that's how you that's how you take care of these artists. They're giving me time. Uh, they're making you music. I mean, they're making it kind of for me too. It's all good. But yeah, let's get them paid with uh, some downloads, some listens, some purchases, buy some merch. <coughs> I don't know where that's coming from. We're smack dab in the middle of July. It's hot and and kind of muggy, and I have a tickle in my throat. It could be allergies. I don't know. Could be the fact that Flowrider's playing at our county fair. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, By the time this is released, Florida will not be playing at our county fair. That will have already happened just a couple of days ago. So it doesn't matter. Um, But, yeah, I'm really excited. uh, I've been chatting with uh, Riley's manager and uh, got this lined up with him. And I don't want to blow it, per se, but it's really cool because, first off, and we'll, we'll get into it with Riley, uh, he has no idea. We've we've emailed once, twice actually, uh, but he has no idea. So today, after I do the intro and I bring him on the phone, I'm just gonna blow his doors off because I think he's from Kansas City. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because in one of his videos, he's like in a uh, he's got a uh, like a one of those marathon numbers on his shirt, and it says 816, which is the area code for Kansas City, Missouri, where I was born. And also in the same video and other videos, he's wearing a Royals hat. 
we're about to become best friends. That's what's happening. So anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, Riley Downing. And uh, I'll put links up for his stuff, his music, uh, his Spotify, you know, where to find him on Facebook. I'll do all that. Um, but me, I, I mean, just go click around. Just click around, do the thing. Uh, make sure you follow them on all the platforms and get some music from them. I uh, enjoy how much music I get to hear that I haven't been, you know, you don't hear out here in Oregon or anywhere, you know, like unless you're where they're at and you've, you've been introduced to them. That's kind of what makes me super excited about the podcast is that, that there's a lot of people who listen. I don't know if you've heard Riley Downing. I have no idea. Um, but you will today. And that that's what the job is. I like that. I like that a lot. And I want to thank Arlo McKinley and Wizbang uh, Booking and Management because I'm telling you the Arlo the Arlo episode has blew the f up. It it has the most downloads I've had in six years of podcasting with the first podcast and now this one, the most. It's not even being touched by anybody else. So it's kind of in, it's fun. Um, it's fun to see the growth and have people get excited, and including these um, this booking agency Wizbang. And uh, they made an introduction for another agency that has other artists. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy. It's, you know, it's being seen um, by people in the industry as a, a real vehicle of promotion. So I'm, I, it, it's pleasing. So let's do it. Let's do the podcast. Uh, let's talk to Let's. It's just me, again, in the walk-in closet. Nowhere in a shed. Um, <laughs> we're getting closer, though, I promise you. Like... Um, Suzette and I, my wife, my lovely, beautiful, extremely sexy wife, and I have been working a little bit here and there in the garage. We've we got a garage sale coming up real soon. We're going to have room for the isolation booth, a.k.a. the woodshed. We're going to have room for it pretty soon, crossing fingers. I'm crossing my fingers. You have to just imagine it because this is a recording, a podcast, and there's no video backing for it. So you just have to use your imagination. You know what it looks like when you cross your fingers. It's kind of like Tupac, but it's not the West Side kind of crossing your fingers. <laughs> anyway, let's do the podcast. Welcome to the Woodshed. Let's do it with Riley Downing. Here we go. When I'm feeling like I just don't want to deal with the world today. I go down to the woodshed Where all we do is pick and play Play a song for the underdogs And the happy-going-lucky Play a song for the Californios And East Kentucky And when I'm feeling like I just don't want to deal with the world today I go down to the woodshed where well, all we do is pick and play I go down to the woodshed Where all we do is pick and play All right, Mr. Riley Downing, how are you? Good evening and welcome to the woodshed. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm good. I appreciate the time that you're giving me. Um, I, I want to tell you a couple things personally. We already talked a little bit about the first one. Um, but my son's name is Riley. Oh, really? Yep. That's his name. He's, he's pushing 29 and, uh, we work together at my day job. So I see him every damn day. That's awesome. In fact, I got to give him a ride home today. How, uh, how does he spell it? R-I-L-E-Y. Just like you. Same here. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. And then, it's uh. It's becoming a more, more popular name. Didn't used to be growing up. There wasn't a lot, but now 
I've got cousins named Rylan and and Raleigh and stuff like that, so I get confused. I hear that. I no one people call me Trevor, but that's all. I, that's all I got. Um, the other thing is, is uh, I noticed in a couple of your music videos, you're wearing a Royals hat. Yeah. I got three words for you. Are you ready? What's that? Let's go Royals. <laughs> yeah, man. I was born in Belton, you know, Kansas City area. Um, still have family out there, but they're mostly on the Kansas side in Wyandotte County. Yeah. Um, I actually graduated high school in Wyandotte County before I moved back out here to Oregon. I moved to Oregon from Colorado and um, hadn't hadn't lived in Kansas City like full time since the late seventies. And oh, wow. yeah, but I'd go back and like go like summer vacations or Christmas, kind of depending on you know where I like. I lived with my dad. My mom was either in Kansas City or Southern California. So sometimes I'd flip-flop between either like western Nebraska where my dad's family is or Kansas City where my family is or southern yeah. California when my mom was living out there now she's in Vegas so um gotcha. yeah so yeah man we we got roots in Kansas City I'm a huge huge idiot for the Royals I wish they were better but here we are Yeah the hats are pretty cheap this year <laughs> most years most years but uh yeah, I'm from uh, Holt, Missouri. It's it's north of Kansas City, up between like Kearney and St. Joe. Okay, if you're familiar with that area. Uh huh. Yeah, the other thing I noticed is in, and I forget which video it is, but you're wearing an 816 like a like a runner's badge in a marathon. Yeah, that was Josh Shoemaker's clever thinking on that on his part for that. I liked it. I, and I went automatically. I'm like, okay, it's got to be somewhere, you know, at least he's got a Royals hat on and he's got the 816 on. It's got to be close, at least to Kansas City, if not smack dab in the middle of it. Um, but yeah, we, uh, my son, who's never been out there, he's been to like Nebraska, but never been down to Kansas City. We were talking about it today. I, I got to uh, drive him home after work because his cars broke down. So we were chatting and he's like, I, man, I got to get down to Kansas City. You know, I got to get out there, go to a game meet the family, but, um, yeah, one day we'll get him out there. So I'm on the Missouri side, send him over anytime. We'll take care of it. There you go. Yeah. It's like automatic family. I mean, he has your name, so (laughs) you can say if you're older than he is, you can say that he was named after you. There was a bar in Austin named Riley's been there since like 37. And I was so excited to tell them my name was Riley. And they said, we don't give a shit. You can have some free matchbooks. That's it. <laughs> Man, yeah. Well, there's a Riley's in Redding, California. It's kind of a sports bar. Or is it? No, it's Chico. Sorry, it's Chico. Okay. And yeah, I went Chico. there with a buddy and got hammered, and I brought home a T-shirt for my kid. I don't even know where the hell that thing is. It's been years. So, anyway. Well, hey, man, let's get into it. I've got some questions, and we got a couple of songs we'll play, and I'm just, you know, excited to learn a, learn a bit more about you. I've only, you know, just been uh, listening to music and watching your videos, so here we are doing the interview, and I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. So, um, who influenced your start into making music? Say that again? Who influenced your start into making music? Uh... Uh, I guess it was, whether I knew it or not, like my grandparents went to all the little Opry's around Kansas City. And so I was around live music, but I didn't care for that kind of music at the time. And I was into uh, 
CDs. I think my first CD was Space Hog, and my favorite first band was Everclear. So I was getting into the 90s rock and roll stuff, and uh, then in high school, got into all the punk rock and, and played punk rock. Okay. But it all kind of kind of spiraled from there. I was going to also tell you that listening to your music takes me to kind of a big Lebowski place. Has anyone ever said that? No. Huh. I'm the first then? Yeah. Yeah, man, it's it's fun. It's 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 got that same kind of energy as the soundtrack and I feel like if I was going to write a, a a sequel to Big Lebowski, you'd be dude. Oh man. Thank you. You got it, man. Yeah, let's, let's do it. <laughs> I'll have to go back and listen to that soundtrack. Well, it's just the the energy and the 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 songwriting, um, the the instrumentation, like all of that, and started over specifically. Really, kind of took me to kind of a big Lebowski place. I, I don't know if it's really the soundtrack, if it, it as much as just kind of the the energy of the song and and how I hear it. Um, so you can listen to the soundtrack and be my guest, but that's just, that's how I'm like, when I listen to it and I listen, I have listened to start it over a multiple of times since I stumbled yeah. upon your music. So it, it, and it's in a couple of different playlists that I have on, on Spotify. One of them is called country ass country and not everything on there is country, but <laughs> it, yeah. it's it, interpretation. Um, is there anyone in the industry that you haven't worked with that, man, you really just, you would love to? Um, there's a lot of folks. I've, I recently started getting into more modern stuff just because I'm, I guess, a modern musician as well. Um, I don't really consider, you know, one genre or anybody being stuck in one genre, but I really have loved the SG Goodman stuff. And, uh, of course, Everything Tyler and uh, my buddy the Colonel, who's on tour right now, have been doing. And uh, oh, there's somebody else I was about to say, and I just forgot. Um, oh, Kevin Morby, I kind of was late to the party on that, and then found out me and him had played in punk bands side by side a long time ago, and he was a drummer of a band called the Creepy Aliens, and I, you know, we hadn't even thought about each other I hadn't thought about him in years and then he put out uh, this other girl Anna St. Louis who's also from Kansas City and just all these people from Kansas City I hadn't thought about or seen in 15 20 years uh, I really enjoyed what what they've been up to were you were you born in Kansas City or like where you live like right now is I it? was I was born in Raleigh North Carolina oh okay but I grew up in Kansas or in this town, North Kansas City. It's funny. I when I went out there for the the last game I went to was in 2016. It was the the fourth game of the an entire year. So of course we're coming off of the World Series win. So there's all this energy and expectation, and it was the Twins and rah rah rah. Well, after the game, it was a walk off. Like it was a huge fun, like big energy. Uh, walk off and um, you know and of course Salvi did the splash and it was you know typical Kansas City baseball like you know you're biting your toe your your fingernails off so on and so forth well I meet this group of people and I'm like hey come over here and take a picture with me I drove I drove here from Oregon Oregon there's an Oregon in Missouri north of Kansas City Oh really? Yeah, I didn't even know that. <laughs> I mean it's a bit so off the interstate you know it's when you're coming down from Iowa. 
We were we were yeah. in Lincoln first, and then we came down through Iowa into Kansas City, Missouri, and that was when my um, my ex wife was like, "Oh shit, it's a city." And I was like, "Yeah, it's a city. You know, it's not the biggest one, but it's a real city." <laughs> yeah, they've got some some small towns with interesting names. I know there's uh, like a Las Vegas, Missouri, and uh, uh, what's the uh, there's there's a few funny named towns and cities in uh, Missouri. Tightwad, peculiar. Tightwad. That's what. Yeah. That's exactly what I was trying to remember. Yeah. Peculiar, and uh, I always I also loved Mexico, Missouri, and I wondered if there was going to be a wall built around it. That was a a joke. <laughs> no. But anyway, uh, let's talk a little bit about your your process. So how do you how do you start to write a song? Is it is it you go in with lyrics first? It, you, do you start with a riff? Like, what's your creative process like? For me, it's, it's honestly the same thing it's been since I was 13, 14, 15, you know? I just, I go, I like to go sit in the shed, be outside, and uh, maybe I'll strum some chords before I write, or maybe I'll write, or maybe I won't be in the mood to do any of that, so I'll just listen to music. Um, and if I just make myself try to do that every night um then the, something will eventually come to fruition even if it's only a chord and a verse but uh but i, I really enjoy the process that's it's, it's a little different every time sometimes you wake up early and just write don't play any guitar hmm. and then sometimes at night you take a 12 pack to the shed and, and just make stuff up until until you get there but uh Wait a minute. Are you are you actually in the shed? Because you said that in your email today that you'd probably be in your shed. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the shed. <laughs> I thought you were playing a, a joke on my on the podcast name. So I, I no. yeah. So everything. Hey, look, man, Riley, you got to know. Like I'm a joke machine. Um, it, it's it's something my wife kind of struggles with because her youngest son and I really don't connect because I like to joke and he doesn't. So <laughs> anyway, that's how I, I was. I laughed in my own mind. I was like, oh my gosh, that's funny, but. Um, yeah, anyway, it's a good place to get some peace and quiet. And yeah. Just, Are you so married? You got kids? No, no, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> one one day, maybe I don't know. Like whatever. Yeah, I would, maybe. It, it it ain't it ain't for everybody. Look, I'm I'm a I'm a dad to a near 29 year old and a one year old. So there's quite an age difference between my my kids that. That's um, kind of like what the, <laughs> but yeah, it's um, a big yeah, yeah, it's a big one. But we, uh, I wouldn't have it any other way now that I have it this way. So you know, I'm I'm very fortunate to have both of those kids. Now, if I could just get my daughter to like my son, that'd be cool. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Do uh, do you have any venues that you've played in and you get booked at and you're like, oh man, I can't wait to play there. That one's such a cool cool place to play any venues like that that pop into your mind immediately yeah i could go on forever um some of the newer ones this last year i played at the shitty barn three times and in wisconsin that's a really good good venue out in the middle of a small town and uh they got a local following and sell out tickets real quick and it's just nice nice break from the big bars in the city and uh there's just different ones when we go out west. You know, we love the Tractor Tavern, Mississippi Studios, and and then down south we'll we'll play a little bit here and there. Uh, Grant's Lounge in Macon and the Earl and Forty Watt in Athens, D's in Nashville, or maybe uh, 
the basement in Nashville. But my new favorite one was in on this last tour. I hadn't been to Lexington, Kentucky, and we played. Uh, oh shoot, I can't even think of what it's called right now. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. But I, I did really love it. Uh, yeah, I just can't think of what it's called right now. We'll be popping out to Nashville, I think, in May of 25. I hadn't been there since 97, so it'll be a, kind of a, a different city when I get out there You know, the, in yes. a couple of years, so I'm excited about that. Got some buddies yeah. out there doing music, so I'll be, I'll be linking up with them. It's a lot different, but uh, I think you'll have a good time. Here's the deal, man. When I the next time I'm out in Kansas City area, I'll, I'm gonna holler and we'll we'll go grab a cold one, okay? Sounds good. Yeah, man. The podcast isn't over, just so you know. That that's not the end of it. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, hey, um, we're gonna play, we're gonna play a song off your your latest project. This one's called Coleman Rose. Um, tell me about that song. Like, how did that come about? Well, it was uh, an idea. Actually, started teaching my dad guitar um, later in life, and he learned the G chord. And he called, um, I guess, my stepmom at that time, Coleman Rose. She was his space heater, like Coleman Company. And uh, we just started tooling around, and, and he came up with a couple verses, and we just kind of kept it a one chord, simple song. And it was fun because that was like the only one we'd ever really work together on and, and uh, it was an honor to be able to put it on the record well let's play Coleman Rose alright let's get back to loving way let's get back to the way we used to be
Riley, I've got a I've got a sort of serious question, um, and I need to know, like, in a serious answer, is has your life always been um, less honking and more tonking? I guess one way or another, it has. <laughs> I love that song, man. And it's either slow or fast. It's good. I I worked it in the '90s. I worked in a country bar as a DJ. And if, if your songs were around back then, you better believe they'd be getting played at the Rock and Rodeo in Medford, Oregon. Um, but yeah, I, it, it kind of reminds me of a little less talk and a lot more action. Yeah, I had to. I lived in Texas for about a year and a half, and the dancers wanted it to be longer, so I actually wrote two new verses to the song. Huh. Uh, I don't have it recorded yet, but. Uh, it's just a, it was a bumper sticker song idea that just happened to traffic in New York City. The first time I went there, I really couldn't understand why everybody kept honking. And it just kind of wrote itself. And not tonking. Exactly. Those That's what New, we were there to do. Those New York cities were not tonking. The, the people in no. New York City were not cer- certainly not tonking. Hey, um, what's it like working with guys like Sam Doors? It's great. Um me and the whole band have it's kind of been one one for all for a long time. We met when we were pretty dang young. I think I was 18 or 19 the first time I met Sam, and I just turned 21 or something when I uh, joined the band that became the Deslongs. And, you know, um, I'm hoping to get Sam on the podcast eventually, um, but I, I also found, and I think I saw you in a video on the Mashed Potato YouTube. Does that sound like you, you might have been in like a, it was like a, a kind of a vignette of a bunch of different songs with a bunch of different artists. And I, I swear I saw you for a quick second just playing guitar alongside of a group. And it might have been that band. I'm not sure. But I was like, I think that's Riley. It was like a kind of a quick moment. But Yeah, um, we did Run Wild on that one with Matt Twain. Or, uh... Matt Davidson, Twain. So that was, I think, the only mashed potato thing that Deslons have done. But I know Sam and Duff and all the people involved in that have worked with multiple artists. I always think about it as everybody on that label or from that scene, we all just sat around a campfire, showed each other our songs for a couple of years, and everybody just got up, walked a different direction, and then did so. How did you get into the band? Uh, well, I met the boys in Oklahoma, most of them, at the Woody Guthrie Folk Festival when I was 18 or 19. I had gone to the Winfield Bluegrass Festival for the first time, and I didn't know anything like that existed outside of, you know, small town operas I've gone to. And uh, Woody Fest just felt more like my people. And Sam was there, and uh, Pat Reedy, and um, Kiki Cavazos, and Jesse Camerdiner, and and uh, a whole whole bunch of people, um, and the Linda from Ray for the Riff Raff, and we're all just sitting around the campfire sharing songs, and then uh, just made the connection one way or another. And a couple of years later, uh, Sam and Dan. Cutler, the bass player, kind of put together a band called the Tumbleweeds, and they called me one night asking if uh, I'd be interested in coming to New Orleans, joining the band. 
I'd been a trash man for the last two years and was honestly about to sign a contract driving a trash truck for three years. Well, they have you sign a contract to be a trash truck guy? Well, if I was going to stay with them to be the driver, yeah. And uh, probably would have made a lot more money. But I was 21 in New Orleans being asked to join any band at 21 years old. You know, you're going to you're going to jump and go. So that's what I did. It's it's actually interesting. My my grandfather in Kansas City used to kind of not really hitchhike, but he would jump on the back of trash trucks to get places. Yeah, I guess if you were up early enough, you could do that. We worked from four to noon, so yeah, you know, you, you had to have to time it out pretty good. But I miss that work honestly. Sometimes, like I was the healthiest I ever was. My but, my grandpa in Kansas City worked for Folgers. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. You can smell it when you drive by. They don't have it there Still. anymore. They shut that that down. I don't know when, um, but now it's like apartments. It's like big flats. They're really big, and they got a gym. And I think on the lowest floor, and they got a parking garage. I mean, it's, you know how they changed downtown. You know, like in most cities. You know, even like Pittsburgh and Cleveland, which used to be not not such a cool place to be. Um, now it's like super cool and Kansas city's, you know, power and lights district is, is that, you know, it's, it's a cool yeah. place to be. Uh, people really didn't start doing that. Uh, Portland was kind of one of the, the places when I lived in Portland in like 90, uh, 91, you'd go down on the waterfront on a Saturday and they had the, the, um, the market and man, it was always cool. It, it was way different than it is now. Now, I, honestly, it's been pretty neat to hear. Uh, one of my best friends lives up in Portland, and he's saying that they're they're really starting to get a lot of the, the problems up there fixed to where you don't, you know, step in crap every time you get out of your car. Uh, so that's nice. That's kind of how it was when I lived there. But, yeah, Kansas City was definitely, um, you know, like cities are all – I love cities. I just don't want to live in one. Um, I like the energy. I like knowing you can just go, it, you know, all over the place in a city and have fun. Um, and it's funny because anytime I go, like when I was on Facebook, I'm like, going to Oakland this weekend. And people are like, oh, man, don't get mugged. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm from Kansas City. It's the same energy. I'm fine. <laughs> you know, you guys, you guys here don't know. Like, it's, it's kind of, it's a little crazy in Kansas City. It's, you know, there's violence and everything out there just there like there is in Oakland. Um, but it, it's just in how you carry yourself and be respectful. Yeah, keep your wits about you. I don't know. Every city's got their problems, but it's up to you on how you carry yourself and know, know a good situation from a bad one. Yeah. And it's all about, I, pr I go prefer ahead, a small town life myself, but I also have a good time in the city. Yeah, it's like I live in a small town. Center Point is like I think eighteen thousand people. Um, Medford, like the bigger city, is like ninety. It's right over there. It's not all that far. Um, yeah. But you know, we um, we live in a really sweet little town. It feels a lot like Western Nebraska in this little town. Like my dad's my dad's from Scotts Bluff, so I don't know if you've ever been out to that part of Nebraska, but it's off of I eighty, about forty five minutes north. Oh, it's on I eighty. I drove by it. <laughs> you drive right by it if you're on eighty ever. You and people will always say the same thing about Nebraska. Oh, it sucks. I'm like, well, you're only on I eighty. Get off and go explore. It's actually really beautiful in many places that you don't know. It's uh, true. 
the flyover states are some of my favorite things. The thing about Oregon is we have an ocean and volcanoes. It's kind of really pretty here. And you've seen it. You know, you've been to Portland. I don't know if you've been to Bend, Oregon ever. Have you Have you played in Bend? I did one show once a long time ago, but it wasn't my show. It was uh, Alabama Shakes were playing there. We played with them. That was the only time. But uh, I, I remember the venue pretty clearly. Was it the Domino Room by chance, Midtown? We were actually outside. It was like an outdoor pavilion. I think there was a bunch of steps and stairs people could sit on. Oh, you know, it might have been the, it was it kind of a bigger place, like Les Schwab Amphitheater sound kind of familiar? That might be it, yeah. It's on the river? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably Les Schwab. It's now Hayden Homes, um, but it's a the kind of the bigger amphitheater in that part of Oregon. Bend is like a, it's very much like Colorado in the mountains. You know, very active people. They're always out running or riding a, motor, uh, a mountain bike or doing something that I, I ain't doing because I'm chubby and asthmatic. Um, and I like look at them going, man, I wish I could do that. But <laughs> anyway, um, back to the questions. Um, how, uh, how did, how do you know Max Harms? Well, he introduced himself and came to a, a show I did with, uh, Cassie Velaza in, uh, was it Tucson? And, uh, he'd just gotten his tattoo and he took pictures all night of us playing and, uh, and had some really great shots and i know he's just started playing music but he's a really talented photographer no kidding okay yeah we i interviewed him um last month and we stay in touch he's he's a really neat guy to talk to i'm hoping one day to meet him um we also have like another common friend uh, this guy uh, bar j bar who's like just fun and wild and like i bet you he would exhaust me with just being so much fun <laughs> i'm always up for whatever and my energy is always pretty high but you know i'm a little older now so i'm kind of slowing down maybe but yeah, he, you don't sound as old as you say you are oh i know i i know i'm on the phone at my day job all day and i when if i if age ever comes up they're like no way but um i can prove it because my beard is like santa's so <laughs> there's that yeah you know, I, I used to be a telemarketer when I was a young punk rocker. Okay. But I, I know what it's like to be on the phone all day. Yeah, it can be tough, man. I When I first started this job, I'm, I work at a manufacturer, and I, 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 I talk to the people who sell our products at, like, a Linex. Um, yeah. I work – what I make or we make as a company are pickup truck accessories, like boxes and headache racks. Um, and for three entire months, I would go to work at six and call everyone I could until 5 PM and say the same stuff. And by yeah. three, my mind was so damn numb, <laughs> but now, it, now it's a little bit different. Now it's not all that. Now it's a little bit different. Um, but, um, what, what would you say? Oh, so oh, go ahead. Sorry, Riley. Go ahead. Uh I would sell fancy foil and uh, to restaurants or give people directions in New York City because it was before GPS, so people could call in and it would give me a script of what to tell people to do or where to go. I had no idea what I was talking about. Oh my gosh, are you kidding I, me? I would be like, take the C train, then the J train. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh I just. I would read off whatever it said, and I guess people wrote down the instructions, the directions. <laughs> wow. I mean, how did you even get into that? 
it was weird. It was like seasonal work. And then they hired me on. It was mostly temps that I would work with that probably assumed I was a temp as well. But I actually worked full time there. And, uh, um, yeah, I think it worked like from two to 10. Just this was before cell phones. You're just sitting there in your, in your little booth in the basement somewhere making phone calls, sweating. <laughs> But uh, CNC drum and guitar saved me. I don't know if you've ever heard of CNC drums. They're pretty popular now. Mm, mm-hmm. But they used to be a guitar store in Kansas City on North Oak. And I'd go there before work, and they would give me the old magazines for free. So I'd just sit there and read the magazines they gave me. But uh... Huh. That's an, that's interesting. I I've had weird jobs, but that I think that one takes the cake, man. You were like a live GPS guy. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna turn left at the blah and then right at also blah, but <laughs> take the C train to the D train. Oh no, no, I I don't think I could do it without being completely not serious. But um, anyway, uh. hey, uh, what if you? If you had to, or maybe you have already done it, but how would you define the genre of the music that you create? Uh, I mean, I guess I started off, the Americana scene wasn't that big. Like, even the Cactus Blossom Boys, we talked about how we all met because we there wasn't a whole lot of bands playing that kind of stuff then. And um, being from the country and stuff, maybe I was more country driven on that side but when it comes down to it i listen to every genre of music so does everybody and most of the bands and uh i don't know what americana is anymore i think it's just a mix of of everything that that makes up the last hundred years of music if you can't pinpoint it what what do you think is next for you as an artist well i hope i get to keep making records and uh hope touring gets a little easier and uh get to just go keep singing songs and having fun and have my own little home life somewhere in the middle of nowhere there's a lot of that in oregon man there's a lot there's a lot of actually wyoming might be the best middle of nowhere you can find some open spaces there um let's uh let's play another song let's play started over that's the this is the song that I found you for with, you know, I, I found that song and I was like, I got to get this guy on. He's got a Royals hat on. I know we're going to be best friends once we chat. <laughs> so talk about started over. How did you come up with that one? I honestly could, because I'm a big 45, 78 hunter. I was on my way home driving with the record. I was excited about in my car. And, uh, I was driving a beat up Ford Taurus outside of Warrensburg, Missouri. But I was so happy. Uh, you don't always find stuff when you go look, but every now and then you do. Somehow, if I'm just driving, you'll just start, if you're in a good mood, you know, you'll start singing or making up a song. And that's pretty much how that song got made up. Well, let's play Start It Over. Just had to try 
I've only got a few questions left. Um, and I don't know when you, you know, when you listened to the podcast, did you listen all the way through the episodes? And it won't hurt my feelings if you didn't. No, I, I did. I was eating a tuna sandwich for lunch and then I <laughs> just skipped ahead to check out another one. So. Good. Okay, perfect. All right, fine. That's totally fine. So now you're not, you're going to be kind of surprised. All right. So the the next questions are the most serious questions I'll ask you. Okay. All right. Um, how would you sell hot cocoa in Florida? Hot cocoa in Florida. Um, I guess you'd have to have a really good air conditioned facility to do that. In. <laughs> I would think if you threw like rum in it, that would be the way to go. Right. Like does rum go in hot cocoa? I don't know, but maybe yeah. or Hennessy, like Hennessy and uh, cocoa tastes like, uh, like a Snickers. I'm hearing. I've, I, re- I, I saw that on YouTube the other day. They were saying like, if you mix Hennessy, with uh, cocoa, it tastes like um, a Snickers bar. So that would be how I would sell it. Yeah. I think okay. I only want cocoa after I've been sledding or something, but I drink hot coffee in the heat all the time. So, Oh, dude, I'm a coffee guy all the way through and through. Uh, you know, like I said, Grandpa was at Folgers. My dad worked at Farmer Brothers for his whole life. I remember like, that smell. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that smell, that permeates in my soul, man. I when I When I roast at home, it takes me back to Kansas City. That's for sure. Um, next really serious question, and I'm, I don't know how you're going to answer it, but I feel like you deserve this question in your life. How many, uh, how many five-year-olds would it take to kick your ass? Um, uh, probably not. It would probably take one. I'm not going to, I'm not going to fight back. You're not going to fight a five-year-old? But I, I was talking with Arlo about that, and he said, like, how do you even stand up for yourself in court, you know, when you fight five-year-olds? You know, like, how do you say, sorry, judge, you know, they were beating me up. What am I going to do, you know? <laughs> no, I, I would tell them, uh, somebody asked me once, they're like, if you could tell the youth of today three things, what would you tell them? I said, do your homework, brush your teeth, and don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. 
All right. Sorry if you got to edit that out. No, you're good. Yeah, this it's marked as explicit, and I'm we're good. Yeah, I, I like right. to swear. It, it, it you know it's funny because normally like um, my stepmom and well my parents check out the podcast and they'll be like, hey, a couple swears on this one, but I think it'll be all right. Um, anyway, the the last and it's kind of a bonus question because I only actually wrote like two serious questions on this one, so I'm going to okay. throw this one at you and just kind of see what you do with it. Um, how do you eat string cheese? Are you are you the kind of guy that like pulls it apart, you know, and because you know that's what you're supposed to do because it's string cheese, or do you bite into it like uncultured swine? Like, what do you do? I mean, if I wasn't pulling it apart, I'm gonna batter it and fry it and make mozzarella. Oh sticks. snap! Okay, now you're talking. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do. I'm sorry, Riley, but that sounded kind of romantic, but not toward me. If you know. What I'm <laughs> No, you can't uh, just eat a cheesesteak like that unless you're starving, I guess. You know, but. it's funny. I've For like 51 years, I would just bite into it, you know, and my wife was like, "What? Are you, why are you eating it like that? What are you talking about? How else do you eat it? She's like, well, you pull it apart. So I was like, I'm oh, a that- big, big macaroni and uh, popcorn guy. I always keep that in my bag in case you get stuck in a hotel room at three in the morning and there's nothing to eat. Like, uh, okay, so at first I was, what I thought you said was macaroni and popcorn as like a, a like a meal, like you put it together, but now I get it. So at first no. I was like, man, that is a food adventure. So <laughs> I'm going to have to try Usually, <laughs> if the band's in the room, there's going to end up being popcorn everywhere. Okay. If it's me by myself, there won't be. There won't be. You'll be safe with your popcorn. Well, that's good to know. How, uh, how does my, how can my audience connect with you and what you're doing? Um, well, I guess I'm on the World Wide Web. Uh, I think it's RileyDowningMerch.com or RileyDowning.com. I'm on Spotify. A couple of videos on YouTube, and you could also order a record uh, from New West Records, or you could order it from me, and I'll sign it and send you a nice little note uh, at, at the RileyDowningMerch.com. That's the best way, or just keep up with the schedule because I'm staying, staying busy. When I when I buy a record on your website, and you say you're going to sign it, are you going to say something like "To Travis, my best friend, thanks for listening"? <laughs> I'll say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> that's, wow, that's great, man. That's how you do it. Well, Riley, hey, I really appreciate it. Uh, stay in touch. Let me know when you're in Oregon. We'll link up, man. We'll uh, we'll definitely have a good time. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Have a great night, sir. You too. Thank you. So it's just like a couple of Missouri guys, you know, just chatting away, just talking to each other and having a good time doing it. Um, please follow the links in the show notes and support this guy. He's he's trying to make an honest living uh, being a musician. So, yeah, do it. Just get on there and and uh, support these guys. Anyone I interview, just get on there and and download their music, you know, give them some streams on Spotify, buy a t-shirt, buy a record, whatever it is that, that pulls out, you just go ahead and get it. Um, want to thank again, the sponsors. We got Moxley media. Uh, thank you so much, Joe and the team over there at Moxley media, printing up my t-shirts, uh, outsider coffee, hooking me up with beans that I drink at home. And I give out a bag each week. I give out a bag to somebody. I've, I've been taking my daughter sonnet on nightly walks and I've been like, kind of waiting for a couple of people to pop out. So I'm like, here's some coffee for free. I'm creeping out on you. Not really, but anyway, you know how it is. If you know me, you know, like you really know, like that's the kind of guy that I am. Like I'm, I'm going to talk to anybody. I might even give them coffee. So Outsider Coffee, thank you so much for 
helping me be like a, a pretty good neighbor, I guess. And um, also Rug Valley DJs. So if you're, you know, you're in the market for a, a DJ, shoot, holler, okay? Um, Gary at RugValleyDJs.com. He'll make it work. Y'all have a good night or good day or good morning, good afternoon, good whatever time of the day you're listening to this. Uh, ratings and views or reviews are how uh, this works. So do it. Thanks. Bye.